Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right, welcome to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, and I'm here with the Deacon of drive the deacon Ra- huh randy angston how you doing today randy i'm i'm exceptional this weather is a, a a different break for us than than the heat and the norm a little rain yeah so arizona's uh full of heat and desert but every once in a while we'll catch some rain and a little snow Ooh, we did so the podcast today is is actually probably one of the most requested ones that we get because you know a profit our first three years in existence have been all about marketing and getting new leads and clients for gym owners. So today I want to talk to b- about how to market your business in 2019 and beyond. And the fact that you need to be marketing your business. Absolutely. So one of our biggest you know, messages and lessons, a foundation of what we are as a, uh, as a company is that we need to have multiple poles in the water, catching fish from all different sources and stop relying on one single campaign, one single tactic, one single thing to get all the clients in for your facility. And, you know, over the last three years, we've been a little spoiled. We have, you know, especially er- the, the early days of, of Facebook was stealing. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember the days of us, we, we had more people purchasing. I mean, we could literally sit there and watch sales happen. It was incredible. I, we didn't, even, we fumbled our way through some of the early stuff. It was a learn as you earn type of situation. So Facebook early 2015, for those of you that don't know, was it was like uh, the Wild West. And it was just coming out with the, the ads manager platform where you can run campaigns and specific targeting. And we can run a campaign and blink. And the next thing you know, we got 70, 80, 100 paid clients, not leads. We'd have three or four or 500 leads, but the, the purchases were happening online. It was incredible. And if you have been in this business longer than, say, three or four years, you remember how hard it was. And then Facebook came around and and it became so easy just to get clients. Well, times have changed. If you're in the Facebook game right now, it's uh, it's not quite as easy anymore. Uh, the cost to play the game has changed just to step on the field. You know what I mean? Let's, ta- let's talk about that. Data, right? Everything that we do is is always data driven. It's uh, f- it's the focus of of how we rate our wins and losses and how we structure the campaigns from in general. I mean, I remember sitting in your office. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, you know, back then it was a four hundred dollar ad spend, and I think our average per location in a, a three week marketing window was something like sixty four. Sales at a hundred dollars a piece, you know, ninety seven dollars a piece. Yep, I remember that. And uh, cost per impression, just to show the ads. I know you've pulled the data. Do you remember? I do. I know exactly what the data says because it's. Uh, I should have this framed on my wall. Yeah. So if you don't know what CPM is, it's cost per one thousand impressions. So on Facebook, you pay for impressions. So you're paying um, to show your ad or show your message to a thousand people or a thousand, you know, a thousand in your target audience. Back in 2015, our average CPM was about 12 bucks. 
a little less. I mean, sometimes we would get nine or eight dollar CPMs in a campaign. Mm-hmm. Fast forward two years, not three, not four, three, two years, and the CPM was five times, five x, five x. So you know, sixty dollars, fifty five dollars CPMs. It's it's come down a little bit, you know, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So CPM is is almost based on the inventory. It's a supply and demand type mm-hmm. of thing, and so. As the, as the demand for uh, impressions went up, and it wasn't just by other local businesses in your area, you were fighting against you know outside sources, national brands, online brands, overseas companies were all pushing impressions into your data into your marketplace, and it drove the CPMs up. So then over the advent you know of the changes of Facebook, they started opening up more placements, and then it was messenger ads, and then it was audience network, and it was all these other placement so they could get more inventory because they were running out of inventory. Yeah. The, the analogy I use with clients when I explain, you know, Facebook ads is it's, it's kind of like a classified on a you know, page in a newspaper. There's only so much real estate mm-hmm. for anybody who's targeting that audience to compete for. And so, like you mentioned, you're not only competing against other fitness facilities, it's the local plumber. Mm-hmm. It's national brands. It's, uh, you know, anybody who has a desire to place an ad in front of your targeted, the same, now it doesn't have to be exactly the same audience, but that's using the same criteria Mm -hmm. to target their audience as you are. And so as that demand, as we have, you know, as Facebook's began to grow its ad platform and the number of users increased, the demand for that real estate increased. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, it's kind of come back and leveled off a little bit. I think some of the turmoil with Facebook being in the news and the data breaches and the concern there has caused a lot of people to look elsewhere. And it's probably, a, you know, a good contributing factor as to why it's it's kind of leveled off a little bit. Yeah, it's leveled off. Plus there's more placements and it keeps growing, right? So I'm seeing, um, uh, you know, some chatter about, you know, placements in uh, private, you know, Facebook groups now mm-hmm. is kind of kind of coming on board. But and then Instagram came out and they, you know, they've got placements there. So great. If you've been in the business in, three, in the last three years, if you've just started your business, you're spoiled and you don't know any different. So it's not your fault that you, you don't know other ways to market. It's not your mm-hmm. fault. If, if I was in the business three, just in the last three years, I would be all in on Facebook. In fact, we have been all in on Facebook. We didn't need to do anything else. And that's changing. And, and it's okay. You absolutely should still be on Facebook. In fact, it's still uh, our top strategy as far as uh, traffic goes. But let's talk about some other things that people can do to get more clients because the competition's high, the cost is high, and there there's, comes a point of no return. Mm-hmm. If you're spending more and then you're getting back, that's a negative ROI. And that's probably not a good use of, of money, right? Well, perfect example. The reason that we, we saw such a heavy move towards Facebook was because of that ROI. Mm-hmm. We, we did print for a long time, you know, direct mail campaigns and, and so forth. That's money out the door that you can't track the same way that you can with a social media platform. Did, you know, digital ad, ad in general. Platform. Yeah, exactly. And so I remember the days, right? L- literally packing envelopes or, you know, setting up mail campaigns with you and, and sending off flyers. And what do you do? You, you pray and you hope that Somebody walks in with a flyer and, and a half can, a percent return. Yeah. Right. And so the big benefit and the reason it, it kind of exploded for especially fitness was because you not only was it a much better use of your money, but you actually saw where those one to one return. It, and where that money was going. 
and then you had data you could track it you could see a win and a loss and you know manipulate campaigns and control you know you can shut off a bad campaign you can't do that when you drop off 5000 flyers to a a post office if the first couple hundred don't you know show a return so exactly you're already committed you're in you're, you're it's all in yeah and kudos to Facebook for making it so easy for any business to jump on and, and start creating ad campaigns and just start running it and start giving them money. And that's good. kudos to them. But that aside, let's get into some uh, nitty gritty nuts and bolts as far as other things, gym owners, other businesses can, you can always rely on some specific things. And number one, as much as everybody wants to say websites are dead, I'm absolutely in opposition to that. I feel like having a strong website is everything. I mean, 66% of customers won't do business with if somebody doesn't have a website. Wow. That's data I've, I've just pulled. Also, 33% of, I guess, customers will look at the website first. You know, even after uh, Facebook, they'll refer back to a, a the website. And so let's talk about a couple of things that can, people can do on their website. So number one, you can generate leads from your website. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for that. Yep. And uh, give you a quick story that, you know, we, we just did a, redid our website probably about six months ago and we, we, we dropped in some heavy coin on SEO and we optimized the site and we, we've got lead tracking all dialed in on that and, and uh, you know, ranking. So SEO is another part of the website game is, is so SEO stands for search engine optimization. And that's just ranking for keywords. So you, you would pick 5, 10, 12 keywords and you optimize for those keywords. And when somebody searches in your area, top personal trainer in Dallas, top personal, best personal training, personal training studio in Miami or whatever, wherever you're at, if you're showing up one, two or three, guess what? You're getting some traffic. Yeah, it's eyes. It's visibility. It's eyes. It's, so it's, uh, it's important to be ranked up there in the top three. They say after after ranking number three, you're kind of out the window. So it's top three or nothing. So how do you get up there? SEO is a one one big way. Having a searchable, uh, trackable date, like content, like uh, blogs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so blogs is a big piece of the puzzle. And you can do a lot with blogs. Okay, so blogs are dead. You hear these things. It's so funny. You hear these things. Websites are dead. Blogs are dead. But they're not dead because I could tell you, we get clients specifically. Solid so going back to that story, I had a gentleman walk in not even two weeks ago and he searched us. He's a little bit further away than normal, but he said, Hey, you guys were number one on Google. I needed to come see you guys walked in, signed up for our, our highest package. You know, obviously he needs, he, his pain was high. He, he was de in desperate need of some help, but he Googled us, he found us on, on the top of, uh, of the search engines, walked in, gave us his money and he's a great client. Right. And if we weren't ranked there, he would have been going to somebody else. Yeah, and that, it's the difference of how you present the information as well. You know, if somebody's looking up your website, they're coming, they're searching out a solution. They're already aware of the problem. You know, in our strategy, obviously, raising awareness, you know, showing somebody their pain, providing a solution, moving them through the progression into what it takes to, you know, uh, sell a membership at the end of the day. These individuals are kind of already on that path on their own. We don't have to convince them or win them over like we do with low barrier campaigns and some of the social other media social media, yep. you know, some of these tactics that have been the great for front end revenue for some, you know, length of time or, or some benefit, I guess. But they're not always the the right client for each business. Yep. Attention gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level? 
Join our exclusive Facebook group, Profit Accelerator, and unlock the potential to scale your gym to $30,000 a month and beyond. In the Profit Accelerator group, we're going to focus solely on helping gym owners just like you win. We offer regular training sessions and share our best proven strategies to boost your business. Join us now by searching for Profit Accelerator on Facebook. Be part of a community that's all about success and growth, the Profit Accelerator, where gym owners thrive. All right, now let's get back to the show. So what Randy's trying to explain is that, you know, you got an inbound lead, which is somebody actively searching you out, coming in board, that's inbound versus Facebook or Instagram or social media slapping people with ads or, you know, messages that, you know, maybe they're not necessarily looking for it. Correct. Yeah. So you've got this high intent, the intent of the buyer or the visitor to the website, it's much, much higher. Yeah. It's not the, the, typically the offer itself, right? It's too good to resist or too good Mm -hmm. to pass up when it's the social media side of things. Um, with the low barrier campaigns, mm-hmm. you know, you're, it's the candy bar at the checkout type of thing. You know, yep. you're presenting yep. something that's right there in front of somebody. They take action quickly and they haven't even had the opportunity to think about what they're doing because the offer and the discount and what you're throwing at, you know, Adam is all so appealing, appealing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That it removes some of that thought process that goes into the decision-making of, of that. But like you said, it's a different intent those clients aren't the ones walking into a business knowing that that's the solution to their problem. It's more of a, well, I can give this a try. Yeah, exactly. So another way to use social media is what we call our content play. You know, it's, uh, it's to educate. Okay. So it's using videos uh, to educate and uh, tracking the, the watch times and the percentage of watches so you can then create custom audiences. So for those of you who don't know, because we have people on listening to this podcast from all, you know, all expert levels, you know, you can create custom audience and basically put people into a bucket that are engaging with your, your ads. And so one of the things that we coach our clients on is, uh, you know, educating the unknown or the unaware, right? So most of the marketing that's done in the industry is talking to the people that are most aware. They know they have a problem. They know fitness is the solution and they may even know who you are. Well, that's the smallest percentage of the demographic, right? It's the hardest to sell, right? No, no, it's the easiest to sell, but it's the smallest, smallest percentage yeah. of the pie. The biggest piece of the pie might be somebody that's struggling with fatigue or their joints hurt, but they don't, they don't necessarily tie being overweight with the pains that they're having. So they're unaware. So educational videos like, hey, did you know that, you know, some of our clients that come in with pain, you know, is because they're overweight or what, you know, again, you got to be careful with what you can say on Facebook, but you know, are do you, are you living with shoulder pain? Here's a quick fix to, to fix shoulder pain. And then you push the videos out, you nicely done branded videos. You can push them out. You can actually drive traffic to that, create custom audiences, and then retarget the people that are watching your ads with offers. And so instead of saying, buy my stuff all the time, buy my stuff, here's some Value I'm value giving first, first yep. so it's giving before I ask for the sale, and you only show those ads to the people that have watched your videos, who've engaged, engaged. and they're already sitting in the the appropriate yep. bucket. Yeah, genius. Yep. So that's a great uh, strategy that we're using with quite a few of our clients right now, especially here at at, at my facility. We're doing that. A couple other things, uh, you know, online testimonials, online reviews are huge. I mean, people, again, I don't know the stats on this, but, you know, I when I'm searching a restaurant or if I'm searching a local business, I'm where am I going? Google, Yelp, looking for the reviews. Yep. And website. 
I mean, even website, like any decision I make when it comes to purchasing or in online, even if, like you said, like if you're, if I plan on going somewhere, I'm going to do my due diligence before I walk in that door. I want to know, and reviews are huge because it's coming from a consumer. You typically feel like, you know, you're not being sold on something by a business who has nothing but the best of things to say about themselves. And so uh, a lot of the times you feel it's a little bit more authentic, a little more genuine, and it's, it's the right speed that I'm looking for as opposed to you know, being sold into something by somebody whose job is to sell me into right. something. So. I think one of the best ways to understand what your, what your prospects are, are doing, and I mean, think about how you search local businesses. And then maybe you, know, you find somebody that would be a great client and, and just ask them. Say, hey, you know, when you're looking at our gym, like what, what brought you here and why was it? And you're going to probably hear the reviews is going to be up in that, you know, top three things that they do. So having a great uh, online review presence, Yelp, as much as we, you know, dislike Yelp because of the, the games that, that are played there. But Google, Google's huge. And, and having great Google reviews obviously boosts your, your rankings as well. And Facebook, even Facebook. Facebook you, reviews. You know, Facebook reviews are right there now. Mm-hmm. And then being able to and, and trying the best that you can as a business to manage your reviews. Uh, you know, Yelp, obviously, like you said, some of the games and the tactics that Yelp, them, you know, there's, there's a lot of chatter about Yelp. It's hard to, to see businesses really succeed with Yelp from a consumer side of things. There typically is a lot of negativity you know, found on Yelp. Well, let's stop person. right there. Let's think about what the average person does in life. They complain. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's much easier to get on Yelp and blast at a company and blast them with a one-star review than it is to get on there and say, hey, man, this was the best service I ever had. Mm-hmm. So if you're a gym owner, you're going to have to ask. your client. You can't expect your clients just to go run off and give you five-star reviews. Some will do it. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? But typically, it's the negative reviews that are quick to the, you know, the Yelp the, the, keyboard, the right? Easy to, yeah, of course. People jump, you know, right at it, right? Oh, yeah. um, Passive aggressive. But to elaborate on what you're saying, and maybe you want to touch on it a little bit, how do you go about asking? Or when is the appropriate amount of like way to go and mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. that question to one of your clients? Okay, great question. Uh, I would say this, if you don't, okay, so for us, we have a rewards program in place. We give people rewards points for giving us a review. We don't tell them it's a five-star review that we're looking for. We're just asking for a review. That's one way to do it. We, we reward them with points. Another way is to be honest and genuine. Hey, Randy, listen, uh, we'd love having you here. Would you do me a, a favor? It would really help us out if you could leave us a great review so we can attract more people like you. We love having you here. I would, it, would be, it would mean a lot to me or the team, or the gym, or the business, if you could do that. Nine times out of 10, hour later, here comes the five-star review. And you just got to ask. Now, let's talk about if somebody gives you a negative review, because it's going to happen. Unless you're constantly like buffering all reviews from your gym, like at the conversations at the gym level, hey, if there's, a, you know, if there's anything we could do, uh, you know, please don't give us a one-star review. We're looking for five-star reviews. Cause, and there's all... Okay, let me let me finish this thought, and I got another thought after this. Uh, but if you do get a one star, two, three star review, you you should jump on there and make a response. And it's an opportunity to turn back into your own business and fix a problem that's probably other people are prob- possibly. Yep. I mean, again, it's easy to say something negative, right? Everyone's well, you know, typically the one star reviews are one misunderstanding. Yep. Or you got that grumpy person. But address them is what I'm getting Absolutely. at. Absolutely. Address them. If you, if you respond to them uh, publicly or privately or both, 
you can, for the next person that goes through and reads that thread, the next possible customer, they can see, oh man, this, this gym owner is really trying to fix the problem. That one-star review gets muted a little bit. Every business has, you know, things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's 100% on top of the game 100% of the time. And like you said, it, it's often just miscommunication. Um, if somebody dropped a ball, missed an appointment, something like that, it's rectifying the situation and moving forward and, and doing it in a, you know, appropriate amount of time, a, not letting things like that linger and obviously spill over. Crucial. Uh, another way to get great reviews is to build it into one of your challenges. Hey, but you know, uh, to qualify for this challenge, you know, you see this a lot, especially with the uh, the six week challenges flying around. Part of the rules is in order for you to get your money back, we're going to need a five star review. It's bribing. It's almost uh, blackmailing in a way. But you know what? It, it gets it gets a bunch it's of reviews. a number of reviews. yeah. Well, and, and another way of kind of doing a similar situation along with asking is building it in the, into your automation in an onboarding sequence. You know, at the beginning of a sale, when clients are the most excited, it's the easiest time to actually get those reviews. And so it, when, as you have, and if you don't have automation built into your business, you, let's we, chat. We, we, yeah, we're, we're going to get there. I mean, we're going to elaborate on that. That's, that's our specialty, our wheelhouse, kind of where we, we have the most enjoyment, I think, of of the things that we do, but setting up an email sequence where you can reach out and ask them for that and, and not having to, it doesn't always have to be point of, you know, face to face. It doesn't always have to be on the training floor or, you know, at a time where it might may be inconvenient or forgotten and things like that. It happens with every online consumer that I purchase from. I mean, especially if you buy something on Amazon, almost every time it's been sold from a third party or it's delivered by a third party, you get a standalone email asking for Rubber review. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day -day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. Uh, one way to gate those reviews, a little ninja tactic, is when you uh, ask for, you ask in an email saying, hey, you know, what do you think of our service? Five-star, one-star, whatever. They give you a five star, you immediately redirect them to Google and Yelp. If they give you a one star, you don't send them to Google and Yelp. You get their information and you reach out to them, so you can gate that through some automation, some some links, uh, link tracking, and stuff like that. If it's something you know, if you're a one man show, or if if that's something that's too intensive for your business, there are review softwares. There, there are companies that, that will help manage reviews and help build the automation into your systems so that you can automate that process as well. Yep. Yep. So yeah, there's softwares you can, you can leverage. Leverage. Yep. All right. What else? Um, so let's talk about JV partnerships. So one of the best ways to get like clients is to go out into your local market and find out where your clients, your current clients are spending their money. So maybe you, you'll, you keep seeing somebody at uh, a specific restaurant or your clients are always at a particular hair salon or nail salon or where, wherever they're going shopping and spending money elsewhere, 
most likely there's other clients that look and act like them also doing business with this other business. And you mean, you mean an avatar client? Yeah. Like knowing, yeah. knowing who you're supposed to speak to? Yeah. <laughs> so you identify where your clients are already spending money in your local market and you approach that other business owner and you approach them in a way that it makes it really easy to, for them and positions that other business owner as they're doing their clients a favor by getting a great deal at your facility and you create an email campaign for them and let them email their own list and say, hey, I just teamed up with XYZ Fitness down the street and you know what? I went to bat for you guys and we got you a great deal over there. If you want to go give them a try, it's only X dollars. It's only for our clients. And it brings up mutually beneficial situations in business is a great way to leverage things like a JV partnership without having to front a bunch of money or be out a bunch. It takes nothing more than you walking into a business, you know, and, and speaking Having a chat. B2B. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yep. Social proof. Let's talk about it. So social proof, think about what your clients are coming to your business for. They're coming to get a result for a specific thing. So if you could highlight some of your customer testimonials on your website or through your marketing, that's a great way to do it. Don't you think? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, a long time, obviously, the social media side, you know, we had to play through Facebook's rules. But at the end of the day, we want to show the potential of what it is people are coming to us for. And there's no better way of doing that than showing the progress in a photo or a testimonial or, you know, video and in, in photo obviously carries more weight. Written's great, but at the end of the day, it's it's less weighted, I guess, on the social proof scale. So the more you can build it into your system, make it a non-negotiable or part of your process. The number one hesitation that I always had from gym owners is, oh, well, I, I don't want to ask my clients for, for a before and after photo. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that though. Uh, absolutely. And there's, it's hesitation. I mean, there was hesitation from almost every facility that we worked with. When it became, the funny thing is, it was more the hesitation of most of the owners than it was the people that they were about to ask. You know, when, when some of the gym owners actually made that transition, they realized that people are happy to do that because they themselves weren't doing it. They didn't see how far they came. It helped with retention. It helped with other aspects of the business as well. It, even the opportunity for their own staff to do better. If you're not providing the results that you feel you are, what, what metrics are you using to measure success? Right. And a before and after photo, you know, in fitness, right, we don't always step on a scale. Quite often, we know that it's, it's, it's just not a great indicator in compared of progress. to of progress. You know, what, you know, the way that you feel, the way that you, your clothes fit, how you, you know, all of that matters more than just a number that really is kind of irrelevant based on, you know. So um, having other forms of social proof other than just a number provides a lot more value, I think, to the marketplace. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, there's six, seven, eight different ways you can market other than a single Facebook play. Uh, I, you know, there's too many gyms that I see that are just focused on one challenge, be it six week, eight week, 12 week, whatever it is. And that's their entire marketing strategy. And they're setting, you know, if you're, if you're this gym owner, this is your wake up call. This is your fair warning that that's not going to work much longer. If it stopped, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, it might not be working at all. Guys, what happens if Facebook shut down their ad yeah. platform tomorrow? Yeah, that you got to do it. Where does your business go? There are gyms that will literally close their doors because they have no idea how to gain clients outside of a Facebook ad. Right, right. Like that's a, that's a very scary thought. 
you're relying on somebody else's business to conduct yours solely. So, and everybody's well, you know, if Facebook goes away, there'll be another platform. Maybe I, I don't sure. want to. I don't want to take that chance personally. But do you know how long it takes most people to learn Facebook's platform? Do you want to spend another six, eight months, a year learning somebody else's before you can be successful and profitable? Right. And one thing that nobody's thinking about is, you know, the website is your own. You own you that own it. Facebook owns your page. Mm-hmm. Instagram owns your your page. Your profile, your your page, whatever you want to call it. If they decide and they, they have the right to decide at any point, eh, we've made enough money. Let's go ahead and shut this down. That was a good run. Whoa. Or pivot or jack their prices or, I mean, they're a hundred percent in control mm-hmm. and it's their business and they can make those choices. However, it best fits their business. Yep. Yep. So, I, yeah, it's or, a scary or, thought. Or Facebook doesn't go away, and we just decided as a Facebook uh, you know, organization, we really didn't like the way the fitness marketing was going out there, and we just decided to shut down every fitness campaign out there. Well, I mean, even, perfect example, like not far from that. Look at what they've done as far as the third-party data. You know, just recently, right, they pulled all of the third-party data. We're starting to get a little bit of, of some of those metrics back, but- a lot of the criteria people use to target their ads up and went away, completely removed from the platform one day. Just boom. Gone. So everything that you knew about how to go reach and put your information in front of your avatar client, you now have to go figure out or you start from ground zero. So it's, yeah, it just speaks to the, the risk that you play in putting all of your eggs in one basket. Right. Fair warning. Diversify your marketing strategies, get multiple poles in the water, stop relying on one source or one tactic or one play to drive in all your clients. There's so many other ways, so many other traffic sources. You know, We just reviewed them all. So if you need, just need to go ahead and re-listen to this podcast a few times, absolutely do it. If you guys need help with your marketing campaigns, if you want to diversify a little bit, reach out to us. Uh, you could always schedule a call at pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. I also talk about it in my book, timlionsbook.com. You can pick that up. Uh, free plus shipping or free shipping. We don't know which one's going to win the split <laughs> test yet. Data. Data, data guys. Data, Come on. Data drives. Data-driven. All right. That's it for this podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us and we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great and we'll see you on the next show.